Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fitbit Pod. My name is Ben Lomas, and sitting at opposite me is a man who I spend more time with than my partner, the one and only Dural Joe Singer. <laughs> oh my God. Hello, uh, listeners. Hello, Ben. We see each other, what, three hours a week? And oh. if you're seeing me more than your partner, it's true. I can see why she's grumpy with you. Yes, she's very grumpy with me at the moment because <laughs> uh, I spent a lot of time talking to you about how what a great dad I am. <laughs> <laughs> we can't wait to hear more about how great you are with our wonderful guest. Uh, I guess is what I think. Excellent stand-up comedian who some people might have seen on the Netflix special Comedians of the World. Uh, she's a broadcaster. She's a writer, an author of a new children's book as well. We're so excited. Uh, two children's Don't books. Get it right. Oh God. Yeah, Here on. we in the studio. We have Cal Wilson. Come on. Yay. So you, just, you. you spend three hours a week together. Is this a three-hour podcast? Like, uh, no, 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 no. You're, you're yeah. one of the hours. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. We get very Joe Rogan and just keep talking until, yeah, we, yeah. until then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those face apps where people's faces are getting older that we're seeing these days. Ours happens in real time by the time the guest is done. Yeah. I don't know. Everyone's been doing those uh, those uh, face swap apps or those old, whatever, that yeah. old filter. Yeah, see, I go, isn't it just them um, being able to get your face for facial recognition technology? Exactly. It's like, not that I want to sound like a conspiracy theorist. Oh, my but, God. This is like but, Joe Rogan now. Yeah, but, there's, <laughs> but, but there's no reason to give you a free app unless they're getting something out of it. Well, so, no, it's oh, $8, totally. though, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I really? Done it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. But no, no. I, I find it offensive as in for all people is it like the equivalent of like blackface where you're going are oh, you just putting on things to be like us you're not like us yeah well I, I think that's that's a big stretch <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, I do it. like the idea of elderly people being like oh, doing old faces yeah. just yeah. disgraceful yeah. <laughs> and also the fact that old people have Facebook <laughs> Yeah, that's very judgy of you to assume that all people don't uh, have look, Facebook. Look, I don't think I don't. Well, uh, maybe some of them have Facebook, but they're not. They don't have well, Facebook. My, my dad has Facebook, and I forget oh, really? that he's on Facebook, and then he'll just comment under a photo. And I've like, seen oh. one where recently there was uh, <laughs> was it a couple of years ago where he got really upset about something. Yes, and I ended up doing it, talking about it in my show because I uh, I started reading Enid Blyton to my son, the famous <gasps> five, so? and. Uh, I was like, oh, I, I had not realised how racist and yes. uh, awful the, these oh. books are, just dreadful. Um, and so I, I just posted, oh, I'd, I'd forgotten how uh, racist and yeah. sexist and and homophobic and everything Enid Blyton is. And Dad was like, well, we read it to you and you've turned out all right. And and I was like, oh, it's like, it's like I forget he's on Facebook and then it's like he just turns up. So it's like he's sneaked to the pub in the back of your car and you don't know he's there until uh. he goes, hello, I've got some vintage opinions. <laughs> <laughs> but but so that was all right. But then a woman that's on Facebook with me just had a go at my dad. And I was like, he's 80. Yeah, just, yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck off. That's yeah, my yeah. dad. Like, yeah, yeah he he's allowed me. to yeah. say that's on my page. Yeah, you're not yeah, almost. You're not. Yeah, so I just deleted the post because that's uh, no idea with While well, we're reading, we're going through this set as well. So we, we're up to the magic faraway tree. That's uh, Ben and his family, not him yeah. and me. No, no. And so have they... <laughs> well, now there's we. It's story oh, time. I would love that as a podcast. <laughs> just Ben reading to Dill. You know what? We need to set up a Patreon and have some yeah. bonus episodes. Oh, yeah. so maybe that's I what will, our bonus episode is. I will come and read to you and do the voices. I'm very good. Yeah, yeah. You'd be great, yeah, you'd be great <laughs> at the voices. Such a great mum with the reading of the books. Yeah. Oh, but, but wow. Have you noticed as well, though, because we've got the politically incorrect ones yes. as well, and but then there's part of me that it, like I laugh at how bad it is sometimes. Like even then, like but then like so the original characters are is uh, like Dick and Dick Fanny. and Fanny, yep. Dick and Fanny, and and every time I say it, I, I giggle a bit, right? <laughs> yeah, of course then, you would. But then I love it because then the, the ones that they've changed it to make it uh, yeah. cock and pussy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it does sound like a Mister Wing Wang. Instead of Fanny, they've gone Franny. Yep. Uh, but they still kept Dick. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. Richard, right? Yeah, I know, but still, like, if you're going to pick one. Yeah, mm, yeah. See, yeah. Um, I don't know if you ever read the Swallows and Amazon series no. as a kid. Great, uh, ones that I inherited from my dad, and it's about this these two groups of kids that go um, sailing together once a year. They have these kind of adventures. It's great kind of um, – yep. Old school um, adventure stories for kids, but one of the main characters was a girl called Titty. <laughs> <laughs> and so, 
I can't remember what they've called her now, but they haven't gone like Trixie or something similar. They've called yeah. her on a, on a, something completely oh, different. Titty's come out of hiding. Yeah, but like a titty on a boat. Like she's yeah. always <laughs> – and like I would love to read them to my son, but I've got the ones that I grew up with, and he's not going to buy a girl called Titty. Like, yeah, yeah no God, way. Until he's older, he'll probably go, I'll, I'll click on that. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I just can't – I can't read the – because we read the, um, the Enid Blyton one. I don't know if you've got through this one. I think it was book four of the – Famous Five. Yeah, we're not up to that one yet. Okay, so um, Digby was listening to them on audiobook. Yeah. I was Digby, like, your son? He's, yes, uh, yes 10 he's 10 now. now. He's 10 yeah. now. So this is a couple of years ago. He was listening to them on audiobook and we couldn't find this one book. And I was like, that's so weird. Mm. Oh, well, I'll just read it to you because we've got the series. And I got three pages in and I was like, I know why this oh. is not on audiobook because one of the characters is described as a very dark boy <laughs> and his name is Sushi Lenoir. <laughs> Uh, Sooty the Black. Sooty the yeah. Black. And so Sooty Lenoir. I was like, okay, so we don't That is call... my drag name. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, so we we don't call people names like that now to do yeah. with the colour of their skin and everything. Yeah. And then I was like, now I feel really uncomfortable saying Sooty. Can I call him Scotty? And he goes, read what's on the page. <laughs> stick, don't try stick. to rewrite history. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like yeah. the famous thing with the Huckleberry Finn. There's a character, N-word Jim. And they were trying to change that to to take it out, and then some people said no, but that's that's what the book is, and to take it away is to dismiss that it ever existed and those issues ever existed. Yeah, itself. I think I think you have to discuss the context of yes. it. Like I, I, you know, with Enid Blyton as we were going through, I'd go, oh, we don't do this anymore, and well, we don't, you don't just hit a child, mm. uh, yeah. and just weird sort of ableist stuff. Like there was a the villain was deaf, and that was what made him creepy was because oh. he had a disability, so right, so right, stuff right. like that. But the one thing that I felt like I'd I'd won was he asked me about George. There's a character called George who, yeah, who's a girl it? who wants to be a boy. Right. And that's her, that's her big Georgina, thing. Georgina, right? Georgina. Yeah, 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 she's yeah, yeah. called George. And the biggest compliment you can pay her is that she's almost as good as a boy. Not yeah. as good, yeah. almost <laughs> as good. And she wears like uh, overalls. Yeah, she just, yeah, just like a boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he goes to me one day, we're having lunch, and he goes, uh, who will George marry? Because she can't marry a boy because that doesn't make sense. She can't marry a girl because that doesn't make sense. So we had a big conversation about being trans. And I know that Enid Blyton did not want George to be a trans character, but no, I was like, this is not. a great way to introduce this concept, concept to yeah. you. And also, fuck her, she can do something good for a change. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so we had this conversation. I was saying, you know, sometimes people are born and they're told that they're a boy, but they know that they're really a girl or they're, they, yeah. they're told that they're a girl, but they know they're really a boy. And, and that now if you want to, you, doctors can help you make your outsides match your insides kind of thing. Right. We had this conversation about it. And then he goes, can I have another sandwich? <laughs> Like he just was like, oh, okay, so that's how it is. Fine, uh, right? Yeah. Just, so moved, just on. Well, yeah. moved on. And yeah. especially right. if you're there early on explaining it, like you, you can yeah. then yeah. get to the point where they can, you sit down and you explain. My partner's better at it than I am because I can sometimes stumble over my words. But the one that we've we, heard we, <laughs> this podcast episode was sixty plus. Yeah, but then the one we struggle with is our Dutch heritage. So we like to celebrate Sydney. Oh, so I wouldn't tell them about that until they're much older. With sounds... no, but their grandparents, their Dutch grandparents. <laughs> we've talked about Saint Nick's helpers. What yeah. are they called? Black beads. Oh, yes, of course. So it's this really challenging thing where they're like, it still exists in yeah. the Netherlands. Yes. Uh, and the black peats are his helpers. And even though you can massage, they've gone, like, they tried to fix it in the Netherlands and it was like, no, no, and they're not just black, black peats. They're also rainbow peats. We've got yellow peats. I was like, this is not helping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and then it's like, oh, why are they black? And then the question comes up is um, because they come down the chimney and they've got soot on their face, yeah. which the follow up question is, that's great. But why why are their clothes dirty? Uh, and then you're yeah. just like, oh, we're out. We're but also, then why isn't Santa in in you know black as well? well he doesn't go down the chimney. What? No, no, he what? stays on the roof on his with his horse, and then what the helpers. What a slave driver! Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, that's the thing. Like it's that weird thing. It's like, where does he get his helpers? And he gets them from Africa. And it's just like we, we, you can't yeah, you can't justify you it. And so, then in Holland, there's massive protests. Yeah. Like there's now after all these years, and the fact that it didn't happen earlier is bizarre. Yeah. But now there's just like no black peats. Yeah, no swat bit. Yeah, so it's just mm. that thing where it's like, you know, there's all these people like just going, you can't you can't justify this anymore. Yeah. Change takes time. And it's, you know, like uh, the fact that it's even happening in its first place is good. Like, you know, I, I think that rather than getting angry that, oh, I can't believe it's still happening, it's going, well, at least now people are talking. It in is, this information sort of sharing world that yeah, we are. It is amazing, though, that when you look back, like we will look back in 20 years' time and go, I can't believe that 
Yes. Yeah. I can't believe that every year in Australia there's a controversy around book week because someone hasn't got the memo that yeah. you don't put do. your kids in blackface. Right. Like, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you ever wonder, Cal, what is it in 20 years from now that we look back at the things that we're doing that might be like, ooh, I can't believe we did that. Mine is around recycling. I think we'll look back at how blasé we are with like keep cups and yeah, stuff yeah, and yeah, going, yeah. I can't believe we didn't do more. See, what I've noticed uh, from my grand old age of 48 is that going on Roadshow with younger comedians who are like 23 and 25, they all have keep cups, they're all vegetarian and they're all buying secondhand clothes. So there, was, there was a brief moment in Roadshow last year when we were with you, me oh and Aaron God. Chang. Oh, my God. And uh, we talked about The Incredibles, I think, was coming out and how it had been, like when he saw it, he was like four years old or something. something and that, like that it hit you that you had been doing co- comedy longer than so, he'd so been alive. What, so what the conversation, <laughs> actually, the bit that broke me was, I said, I, I got my first gig in TV in 1995 and yeah. Aaron Chen went, that's the year I was born. <laughs> And I just started going, I'm so tired. I'm, I'm so, so tired. tired. You, she sat in, she was in the front of the car as well and just going, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. That is, like, but also I had no idea you were 48. Well, I will you... take, I've been using the face app. Um, <laughs> but I hold my phone around the other way. It makes me look younger. Um, so you were saying you were yeah, a yeah, so, so with key, uh, I feel like I feel like 23, 25-year-old comedians, this is my sample size of two, mm. but – but like they're really aware of stuff like recycling. They're they're vegetarian. They're buying secondhand clothes. So they're not contributing to you know yep. the sort of sweatshops and stuff. And they're much more aware of stuff like that. Whereas I feel like people our age or my age are kind of like oh well you know it's just one takeaway cup. I mean it's not going to make much yeah, difference. But yeah. like they're they're much more conscious. And they seem to be much happier to make the effort, whereas yeah. we're like, oh, but really, what can what can you do? But also, what? you are taking uh, from your a pool of two, but there are also artists. Like, I think there's also that yeah, that's stream. True. Of yeah, that's people. True. We are in that world where yeah, sort of where you yeah. go, you are conscious, you have time to reflect. Because then I always think, if we think in twenty years time or twenty five years time, how many of those young kids were even present? How many of them could even possibly remember what they did in their twenties if it isn't online? Like I reckon, I reckon in our head because we put so much of our memories and everything on a phone mm. that actually regurgitating ourselves, they won't be able to do in twenty years' time. Their memory is going yeah. to be so yeah. poor because everything's like, perfect oh, I've done it, click, done yes. it, click, and so every urge of what you want to look at or do is always on your phone. So be yeah, able to 100%. stop. Yeah, birthdays. Think. think about phone numbers back in the day when the landlines yeah, yeah. people used to memorize each other's numbers or like be able to dial from yeah. memory. Now you'd have no clue. No idea. I don't know what my parents' numbers I, are. I don't know if you have that with Digby, but with my daughter, like we were driving back from the beach and she's like, "Daddy, I'm bored," and I was like. This is the greatest time. Yeah. If you're bored, just look out the window and just come up with a story. Like, just come yeah. up and just do it because we're we're really strict about screen time. Like, you oh, know, you're better than I am. We've, the, we've we've slipped over the years, but I, look, yeah. I guarantee we'll probably will slip to save our marriage. How, how old are your kids? So uh, five and nearly three. Yeah, right, right. right. So, so they're little. Yeah, they're little. So we just don't want to like you know they'll get to watch Play School occasionally and yep. Bluey, which is the greatest show. Ever made, but one Loki, that one Loki, and and you know it's off to Disney and and good on them because it's the best show ever. But it was that same thing. Where I was like, oh, what are they going to be like? So even then, we've got the yeah, twenty year olds yeah. now. I was like, what what is the like? I generally don't know what the world is going to look like in twenty years well, time. I mean, that's it. Almost might be a moot point because haven't we got twelve years before? Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, like, you're right. Like the climate yeah. emergency. Like, oh, yeah, exactly. Very... And so, listeners, remember that. Make sure you uh, share this podcast while you can. Because, <laughs> uh, but in the vein of – so this this podcast, we do talk a lot about uh, health and fitness and mental health stuff as well. But uh, one thing that does pop up a lot is uh, for Ben, the changes that have happened in his life as a dad mm-hmm. since losing the uh, – you know, all the weight from 120 kilos yep. to now uh, around 100. Um how were you in terms of that moment when you shifted from being, you know, all of a sudden becoming a mum? And did you start worrying about what habits you're going to be passing on to your kids? Thing, yeah, a bit. But the thing, the most important thing for me was that he learned to swim because I didn't learn to swim oh, why until that? I was forty-two. So yeah, this is a touchy subject for me. Yeah, so so I was just afraid of the water. Okay, um, and I. Digby, I was determined that he would start swimming as soon as he possibly could. So he was like seven months old or something. We'd right. take him to swimming lessons. Um, I dropped him in the water once. It was, uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm really shit at this. So at that point, could you swim? I, I mean, I could dog paddle, but, right. but I'd panic when I got in the water. And then so he had swimming lessons. And when he got to four, and, and he loves the water. Like he still does swimming now. And he just loves the water. He's a great swimmer. But I was like, I have to be able to swim better than him 
because if he falls in and gets to tr- into right. trouble, I have to be able to swim as well. And so I I had swimming lessons in the next lane. <laughs> so Digby, ah! I love it. Digby was in uh, a lane with like six other four-year-olds and there was me and a 75-year-old Indian lady in the next lane getting taught to swim. And the teacher was amazing. She specialised in adult learners. And she got me to put my face in the water and she figured out what my problem was. She goes, you're not breathing out your nose, you're getting water up your nose. And I was like, oh, I just thought everybody had that and you all just coped with the terrible feeling of getting water up your nose. Right, and still breathing from your mouth or whatever. No, yeah, yeah. just, yeah, so it gets forced (laughs) up your nose if you don't kind of breathe. I mean, you obviously know because you know how to swim. But, like, she fixed fixed the technical issue in 30 seconds, but it took weeks and weeks for me to not panic when I put my head under the water. Right. Because I had that 40 years of like, ah! So some some point way back when, when you first went for swimming yeah, lessons, yeah. someone it, what, forgot to tell you that yeah, yeah. and you were constantly... But you didn't yeah. have like those parents where you're like, I'll teach you how to swim and they just throw no, no, you no. in the pool. But they'd take me to swimming lessons and I'd have a miserable time and I'd, you know, keep my head above the water and just, and just hated it, hated it, Isn't hated that it. so sad that there's like small fix early on? A tiny could've... fix, yeah, yeah. We... Do you know what you might have missed out on in the last 40 years? Because like uh-huh. the things that... People, your friends were doing that. You're like, oh, I'm going to stay here. Yeah, I'll just be on the beach reading. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but because we're we're at a tricky stage. So Minka can't swim, and she's five, and she goes to school next year. Yeah. And it was my responsibility to teach her how to swim. But you know, in this uh, frustrating industry, at times you are away yeah. quite often. Uh, you're gigging, and it was the only time we could really do it was on Saturdays. Saturdays is the busiest time. You can't get into swim school, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I would take her. But because she can't swim, I am now for the first time in a very long time since I was a child. I'm having a reoccurring nightmares of her drowning. Yeah. And it's really full on because I'm just like, she can't do it. Now I can jump in, swim and save her. But what if she's by herself? What if she's by herself? And and that's really thing where we're really trying to focus on it because I need her to swim because she's also uh, at the moment, she's better, but she's not the most coordinated child. She was a bum shuffler, didn't walk till she was two and a bit. Like it was just that. Like I'd even had. What's night- a bum shuffler? So a bum shuffler is instead of crawling. You know, I know how- if uh, Adam Richard was here, he'd have a different answer. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it's that same thing. Where it's like you know. So you so you know how dogs when dogs have worms. They sort of, oh, they, yeah, 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 they, yeah. They do it. That's how she would move. And it was right. hilarious. You just see this bum shuffler just go down. But the <laughs> issue is then you walk later. So she just didn't walk. Because then I was having nightmares about that, that yeah. she was 16, still a bum shuffler at a party. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember someone saying to me, like, because I was like, oh, you know, still in nappies. When are they supposed to be out of nappies? And they went, but how many 25-year-olds do you know that still wear nappies? And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, there's not. Not yeah, many. totally. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, so at some point, you just have to let yeah, go you, of that. Well, yeah, they'll fear. just do it when they do it. But yeah, right. with something like swimming, yeah. I totally get. Yeah, it's just oh, it just gets to me, and yeah. like, and now, and, and like, I want to start earlier with Tao. Like, we, you know, we could take yeah, him to. So he's three. Yeah. He's three, yeah. and he, and he's better. He's also more coordinated. Yeah. Like, it's just it's so funny. They're so different. I like, think he's really good at reading and writing. With with Tao, it's just all about like like I was saying on a previous podcast that I just found him recently, where I was like, oh, it's really quiet, and when it's quiet, you think they're Danger. up to something. Danger. Yeah. And then I found him in the room. He'd set up a chair and put his teddies, a teddy on the chair and then got all these balls and was just throwing it to see if he could knock it off. Mm. And I was watching this. And by the third one, he just knocked the teddy in the head and I was like, oh, we're going to the World Cup. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm looking at my super right now. And I was just like, oh, he's coordinated, but then he's got other issues. Yep. So it's just trying to at least appease to it. Because then we took Minka to a, uh, to a child physiotherapist because we're like, she didn't really have many muscles in her calves. Like yep. it was that thing where it's not developing certain muscles. Oh, wow. and she yeah, hasn't done the crawling kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, hasn't done yeah. the crawling thing. So, it's like especially with her calves and she's also super flexible so which doesn't help so oh, it's, so sometimes like she'll be standing and then her ankles will roll completely in like where you're like oh that looks painful it's like no she's just super flexible you can just turn her foot all the way around which is ironic considering i am the least flexible person in the world so it's that th- same thing where I'm, I'm like i'm like okay let's focus on that but then the problem with this and this is what kills me is you just run out of time. And I know that's yeah. not an excuse, but before you know it, six months goes past. Minka's going to school. Where the fuck did those yeah, five yeah, years yeah. go? Like, I, I, it's just so crazy. And I don't want her to be that kid at school who can't swim. Yes. Because you remember that kid. They're yes. just on the sidelines. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we did. We had a swimming carnival at high school and the people who could swim, which was everybody, um, had to do like lengths of the pool, which was like a proper big pool. Mm. Uh, but if you couldn't swim, you had to do a width. 
And so yeah. uh, there was like five people in that race. I was one of them and I swam about two strokes and I ran the rest of the way across the pond. <laughs> <laughs> Clever. That is smart. Because I just couldn't. I was still la- like vastly last, but I was just like, yeah, panic, panic. Head above water. Yeah. And especially with all your peers watching. Like oh, yeah. Swim Carnival yeah. Day is a shocking day for, for for people uh, people who are so body conscious. Like yeah. you just saw that one kid that never took his shirt off and he has to do one yeah. swimming event. And like mine was Mark, Mark. Um, Mark Diaco. Don't shame yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Mark's doing great stuff now. <laughs> but I just remember him, like, just watching him, just dreading it, going, then one day of the year he's like, freestyle, the, you know, the jumper comes off and you're like, wow, you are a huge, huge boy. And you just go. And to his credit, though, I remember the one year he took it off and he won. Oh, and it was amazing because in that moment he's just like, I won, and he'd forgotten how he looked. Yeah. He just had won the event for for what it was. Because like, the swimming, when you swim, the weight doesn't matter, does it? It's just stamina and technique, isn't it? I'm pretty sure with water. Oh, I reckon you can sink a bit. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm pretty sure. Oh, look, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure there's something about how once you're in the water, there's really little difference that, between weight. It's about your fitness yeah. level and yeah. uh, your technique. Yeah. But so for you, uh, if swimming wasn't a thing, did you do something uh, when you were growing up in terms of sport? What no, were your sports no. at all? All my... Um, all my sport memories and associations are of horror and shame. Right. So uh, what, I, what I find really um, difficult now, like it, it's so it, interesting to me, like Digby is really good at sports. So he's great at footy and he's great at basketball. And yeah. He's got dad, a court now. Yeah, yeah. So we've got a half court in our back garden. Oh, that's so, amazing. Because yeah, so, uh, Ben doesn't know this, your husband, yep. uh, he was the coach as well. Yes, he, yeah. He, so he coaches Digby and his domestic team and his rep team for basketball. Oh, that's what my dad my, – oh, in, in, in rep team? Yeah, yeah. Whoa. So, so Digby is really coordinated when he's playing sport, but when he's off court, he's really uncoordinated like I am. So he's this – Interesting mix of like oh. me and Chris, but on on the court and on the field, he's he's pretty great. But what I find so interesting about me is that I find it really stressful. Like if he uh, doesn't catch a ball, I'm like, oh, like yeah, and, and he's fine because he just hasn't caught the ball that time. He'll get it the next time. But you're tapping into those I'm insecurities, into everything into every humil- humiliation I had in a sporting thing. And so, and like when we go into a basketball stadium. I'm, I'm like, I don't know where to walk. I don't know if you're allowed to walk across the court. I don't know right. what you're – am I allowed to sit here? What do I like, – It's like the gods must be crazy. You've it, just appeared. It's so, it's so bizarre. <laughs> and I get really annoyed. There's so many things that annoy me about sport because I look at it from a theatrical angle. Oh, so, yeah. So when there's a timeout there's or there's no half time <laughs> – Well, that is one of the things, right? So, so uh, when, when kids are playing basketball, when there's a timeout or it's half time – Everyone else just gets on the court and fucking sh- starts shooting hoops. It's yep. like people yep. just getting up on stage and just <laughs> doing some bags during the interval. It's like, get on, have some respect for the space. Yeah, like, during the break at Midsummer Night's Dream, someone goes, if we shadows have offended, think yeah, about yeah, this and all yeah. these men did. Yeah. Just fuck off, it's not your turn. That's like, hilarious because it's all the kids who are playing the next game. Yeah, just yeah, waiting yeah. For and, just, the... and just like the sound of, it would be like someone doing jokes while you're on stage and you're just practising, like, guy walks into a bar, guy walks into a bar, guy walks into a bar. <laughs> <laughs> and like we, so, so we. I know what you're thinking. We, we, um, we are members of Melbourne United. We go and watch the basketball now, which I am yep. enjoying. But also, I get really angry about stuff. I get angry that um, that if your team is losing and it's five minutes to go and there's no way they can come back, it's all right for you to get up and fuck off. Um, I hate that. I, I, it's like have some respect. It's like AFL. They do that a lot in those. Shows. Oh, just. Stay. They're giving you a show. Like it could be a tragedy, but they're still giving you a show. I, I yeah. get. I, I understand if you've got parking and you're all old, like you know. Nah, all, no. No. Nah, nah, like, stay till like the going, end. It's like going. Oh, it looks like Macbeth's going to car it. We might as well beat the traffic. Like, <laughs> the only time is an excuse if you've got young kids. Yeah. If you've got young kids yeah, and they're devastated. Uh, right, okay. You want to get out early before the rush. Yeah. Okay. But also. Where's the round of applause at the end? Like, where do you stay yeah. and celebrate and give them a proper right. round of applause because they've given you they've given you a spectacle? Yeah, yeah. And also, what where's the comic lounge music? Yeah. <laughs> 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 but like, I feel like I don't know if anyone uh, if anyone who listens to the podcast runs Melbourne United. I have some I have some thoughts about the way they run it. <laughs> they, they should have stuff. a suggestion box. <laughs> oh man, I, I would be filling it. So so what they do is they bring out uh, they bring out Melbourne United first, and we cheer everybody that we yeah. love in Melbourne United, and then they bring out the opposition. They're like. 
like see Adelaide thirty six is and was like meh. But yeah. it's like, no, no, you you bring on the you bring on the guests first so everyone can be like, Oh, I was sort of clapping and then you bring out the headline act. You don't yep. go yes. here's the headline act, here's yeah. a five minute open mic guy. Like <laughs> yeah. you bring out the right order, you the right order. You mean the ref. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny you talk about the insecurity thing very quickly. My mum has a mortal fear of public speaking. Um, huh. So she would uh, she was part of the school band and she'd go to band practice almost every day. But on the day of her performance, she would call in sick. So she'd do every bit of practice. But then on the day, she'd Couldn't have such a panic thing. attack, she'd mm. not go to school. And she tr- passed it on to me. So I have a fear of public speaking. Uh, which you can't tell because I'm so amazing. But no, I... Uh, <laughs> Jesus. I, uh, but, but it's true. I definitely, like, well, my first few years of stand-up, I used to be shaky and sweat a lot. But so interesting. what's so funny is that she discouraged me from doing things like plays and, and debating because for her, every time I went up, that entire time she's panicking for me, yeah, yeah, thinking, yeah. oh, my God, what if he yeah. forgets his lines? What's he going to But like, as you said, with Digby not, you know, missing the ball or whatever, he's like, oh, that's fine. That's just yeah. part of the process. But mum can't deal with it because yeah, she doesn't yeah. know how to. I'm, I'm getting better, but it's still yeah. like I still I still walk into a basketball stadium. And I'm like, I don't know where I'm supposed to be or what I'm supposed to do. Or if, if they're going, we need a parent to score. I'm like, I just can't. <laughs> oh, see, and like, this is this is where my mum came in. So I played on three basketball teams, right? I was obsessed. But then one day my dad uh, coached our team. And now it was hilarious because the only reason he coached our team was we couldn't get any other parent mm-hmm. to do it. And it was at Carlton Bars in Rathdown Street. But what my did, dad did is he wanted to give back to the community. So he treated patients as a physio for free. So people from the commission flats who couldn't afford it, he would come over and treat them. But what he would do is we'd be playing a game of basketball and then my dad would just disappear. So he'd be treating <laughs> patients. Oh, wow. and, be like, and then it'd be like, time out. And we'd go, He's like, where's your dad? And then I see my dad just through the window with like an interferential machine just going, you do it, uh, time out. Like he'd be like subbing up. So then I would have to learn how to coach. I'd be like, oh, you get off, Amazing. you get off. And then dad would come in and go, how are we going? Are we doing, are we doing well? Uh, and then he'd miss it up. He's like, you go to full forward. I was like, no, it's it's point guard dad. <laughs> like he would stuff it up. And mum, like one, the one time mum had to score. Had no idea. Oh, it and it's really stressful because the, the sheet itself, you have to be explained how to do it. Because yeah. you've got to do fouls, you've got to right. do free throws, you got to do and if you mark up the scoring and it's close, uh, you are the most hated person there because they have to do the callback yeah. on the score sheet. It is it is a very stressful period for and, parents. And I still can't read the game properly. Like I'm still mm. working stuff out and he's been playing for like three years and I'm still <laughs> I'm still like so why do they sometimes get like a free throw and why do they sometimes just get yeah. thrown in from the side? Like I'm still working stuff out. But what I love, the fact that Chris coaches both teams is our family has contributed enough. Like he's, yes, yes, he's yes, yes. got everything nailed. And yeah. also <laughs> he said to both team managers, she will not do anything. Do not rely on her. Uh, yeah. Also I'm, I'm away heaps. So yeah. I, I can't, but it's so, it is such an alien thing for me. Well, even something like, for example, having not played sport myself, mm-hmm. like when I really see injuries it. and stuff like that, it's always like, you know, I'm like, oh, yuck. And how do you feel as a parent now you're seeing your child potentially like, you know, getting bumped or whatever, even though, you know, it's yeah. part of, you intellectually know it's part of it. Do you just go, don't touch my son? Well, we did. We had that the other day, actually. They they were playing footy against their nemesis team and one of the guys on the other team bumped Digby and like about eight of us, though, just went, hey! Like, yeah, really, and yeah. like frightened the kid. It's like, you know, yeah, like I do get very, but then I think of that when I watch footy, I go, like years ago, I remember when Nick Rewalt broke his collarbone, I think, and yep. kept playing, and someone deliberately bumped, yeah, him. bumped I was him. Like, and he started crying. He started remember? crying, yeah, because I've done that. Like, I've broken my collarbone. It's, I, I thought th- you just bumped Nick, Nick Rewalt. Yeah. Hey, Aaron Chan, step I, aside. I, I got him in the hip, though. Cause I <laughs> but, like, I, I've broken my collarbone, and I would put that above having a baby. Like, oh, it was wow. so, so painful. Yep. Um, but I, I always used to think about how the players' mums felt, like, yeah. like Nick Rewalt's mum watching. That going, I made that. Like, yeah, you know, that kind of. Yeah, totally. And, then, and especially with, like, I don't know if you know this, is like, because both my parents were physios. Both. The, both and so I grew up in a physio practice. So yeah, the right, one. My a physio. Yeah, yeah. So the one thing we would see all the time is football players and their knees. So my parents were like, you can play any sport under the sun, but you are not playing AFL. Yeah. You are not doing it. You can do anything. It's just I've seen so many injuries. I've seen so many people who then play country footy and they're just like, you mm. know, a, a knee reconstruction at 40. Right. I mean, how's that going to help yeah. you? It's not going to help you because it's going to be stuffed can, when you're 60. Totally. So that's and why it, basketball was the big one because, yeah, you can roll your ankle, but yeah. that's about it. And you might get a couple of elbows in the eyes with rebounds, but 
you're not getting that injured. That's you're amazing still- foresight by your parents. Can you tell Cal what current injury you're having at the moment? So currently I do need a shoulder reconstruction. And? I've done my knee. Yeah, there you uh, go. So, <laughs> really? Uh, I don't have any ligaments left in my left ankle. I am the worst example of a physio son. <laughs> um, I know how to treat myself. I know how to put the inferential machine on. I know how to wow. do ultrasound. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I am so, the worst. So what, how did you do those injuries? So uh, the ankle was due to being uh, drunk and being really heavy and rolling it uh, uh, night after night after night to the right. point where there was nothing left. Uh, indoor soccer didn't help with that yep. either. Uh, but So there's no ligaments left in my ankle and the shoulder, which I need a shoulder reconstruction since I was 16, is I went skateboarding and dislocated oh. it and I've never fixed it since. So I do have a lot of injuries. However, yep. I knew there was a – you'd think it would be time to stop drinking is every time when you knew you were going out that I would put an ankle brace on. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, you'd that's, think that's, that's enough for you to go, yeah. you know what, maybe yeah. slow down on the alcohol. I was yeah. like, no, nah, I'm fine. Ankle brace. So when do, I, you still, do you still drink alcohol now? No. Wow. So, that's, so that's three of us. Oh, yeah. Oh, so really? you, yeah. When did you stop? Uh, I st- I've never been a big drinker, um, but I started getting like hay fever when I would drink alcohol. Like it's, I've it's heard an about this. Thing. Yeah, so, and like everyone goes, oh, it's, you just need organic wine. I've tried a lot of organic <laughs> wine. And I just get, I get like sniffy and hay fevery. So uh, red blotches? No, not red blotches, okay. just like just weird hay fever, sneezing. For all alcohol. Nose. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. I've been through a range of alcohol. <laughs> Do you think you might be Asian? Because that's, yeah, some people in the Asian population don't have a particular uh, hormone or an enzyme or something, and that because of that, when they drink alcohol, get that really blotchy. Mm. So maybe, you could, maybe, I mean, you don't look Asian. Sometimes. <laughs> There's some sketches back in the 90s that might have. <laughs> what, I did, what I did do one day was, um, you know, when you, uh, when you uh, walk up to a, a glass door and you think it's someone else coming towards you, but it's just your reflection, you apologise yeah. to your reflection. I did the opposite. So the glass doors were open and yeah. there was a short Asian man wearing glasses coming towards me and I just walked into him because I thought it was me. <laughs> Hello. I think it was because I was going into the gym and I was like, I hate going to the gym. Oh, but, oh sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but, but, so how long How long has it been? So how long has it been since your last drink? Like since uh, you... I think I might have had like a glass of champagne on Christmas Day or something like that. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's yeah. Like wow. One so thing, like it's just a tip all here and there. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. If someone's going to offer me fancy French champagne, I'll be like, I will live through the sneezing. Well, yeah, it's funny gotcha. you s- so you're that, still, sorry. So it's funny you say that because I, I'm come September 15, I will have done two years, wow. uh, no booze. Uh, but I have been watching uh, the Tour de France. And so it's that thing where it's like they were through the, <laughs> through the French region where they make all the champagne. Yeah. And I was like, wow, if I was there, like, and you do when you watch the Tour de yeah. France, it's absolutely if i was there i think i would lift the band i think i'm 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 getting close to that idea where mm. i think i could have one glass but i, I just it, i'm still like just trying to work out cuz i needed to quit cuz yep. you know with gigging and i'd get on it and yep. get on it again and especially with kids to take the edge off alcohol is a beautiful oh, way yes. to do it it's yep. absolutely but now i've just reached that point where i was like oh maybe i could do it maybe come christmas maybe i will have but is that is that uh is that a wishful thinking thing like is that- i'm saying it like it's wishful yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, so when you were drinking, could you have one drink and stop, or is it literally? I, I have I could, one. I've lost a couple of bottles. Uh, yeah, I, I could do that, but it was in my head to be like, oh, and and I've talked about it before. It was more that it was my stress release. So yep. I could have a drink on Monday after a gig, but I was like, come Thursday, I know that I've got a gig. I know the kids are in childcare. I am going to drink that Thursday night and yep. know that I can recover Friday because they're at childcare. And so that was annoying because then I'd be like, I'd be looking for that. I'd be hanging for that rather than actually going, actually, why can't I just have a couple of drinks? Why can't that just be a normal day? Rather yeah, than going, yeah. Thursday is my day to yeah, ride myself yeah, yeah. off. And that's where I was just like, that needs to go yeah, yeah. because you're not present with your kids. You're eating Eden Blight and just. <laughs> Willy nilly as yeah. it is on the page. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like I used to, like what I I, I used to drink after, not during a gig or before a gig because I, I get less interesting the more I've had to drink. Um, but after a drink, after a gig, a drink would be good to be able to relax and calm down. Even takes, yourself out a bit yeah. from yeah, the adrenaline, yeah. Because yeah. um, it takes ages. I don't know if it's the same for you. But didn't, you yeah. didn't you want to change? We always talk about chasing the highs. If you have a really good gig, you just want to chase the highs, you keep drinking more. Did you ever have that? No, never do. Because yeah. I just get boring. Because like, I, cause like my whole thing, the, the way that I'm funny is that I'm fast and I'm I'm comebacks and I'm, you know, like yeah. right, keeping right, the dance right. going. And when I, if, if I, 
drink. I'm like sluggish and yeah. I thought of a thing for the thing that went away <laughs> 10 minutes ago. You know, like, so I just, yeah. And I don't like the, I guess it's, maybe it's a control thing. I don't like that feeling of not being in charge of what I'm doing. Kind right. of. Yeah. Right. So it was never yeah. something that you really enjoyed not necessarily. Yeah. And, and the times that I got really drunk, it always seemed to be at important industry events. Yeah. So. <laughs> and you always go, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, why, why did, did I, I do, do that? that? Yeah. 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 So that, what? That was in my twenties sort of. What are the vices then in your life? Is there a, do you have a sweet tooth or yeah, is it? I do. Like I, I'm, um, I'm one of those people that I can't have it in the house. Like if it, uh. you know, like I can't have, I mean, I can, but I don't like, I've got, oh, old gold is my favorite chocolate. So oh, had if, some a couple of days ago. It's yeah. Great. So it's I don't delicious. Know it's, mm. it's dark, but it's not too dark. Okay. It's, yeah. Yeah. And um, it's got this not old a character come in in Blyton. That's yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you have this with old gold that when I, when I eat it, I feel like it, this is what chocolate was in the 1800s or something? <laughs> <laughs> like wow, it's the name old you gold. You buy into the marketing. Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet pirates yeah. this. Yeah. Oh, this does taste like rainbow skin. Oh, it's funny because I had it on our beach holiday. I had old gold and I was looking out the sea going, oh, where's my ship? Like, yeah. like, that's how I had that feeling. Bam. Um, you have to keep it in the fridge, though. Chocolate is so much better uh-huh. out of the fridge. Yep, I agree. Uh, but, yeah, if I've got a block there, I'll be like, oh, I'll have a couple of bits. But then, oh, it's suddenly all gone. I've yeah. said this before. I can. I have a whole huge liquor cabinet uh, of various booze because sometimes you get given gifts mm. as uh, drinks as gifts. And... Uh, but I can't trust myself to keep ice cream or chocolates in the fridge. Yeah. Like I can have the grog there anytime. I know I'll never tap into it. But if I know there's ice cream, there's half a Ben and Jerry's in my freezer. And this morning I woke up and going, I'll have some ice cream. I'm like, no, yeah, Dill, yeah. come on, you're better so, than this. So I find that really interesting. Like for me, I go, I need to address my relationship to food then and what my my attitude is towards it. And I think it, I think it. Like I remember I went and lived overseas for a couple of years when I was 21 and I was working in a skiing village in Austria, but during the summer, uh, which is a useful time. Where in Austria? Village, in Salbach, oh, which is in the Pinskau region. And my boss was called Adolf because his dad was a Nazi. And <laughs> For real? For real. <laughs> wow, you don't come wow. across that much these no, days. No, no. Do you think, sorry, this is we're getting really off topic, but was that, if you're named Adolf, at is it a thing you need to try and look at changing, well, or do you? How did he? It depends what community. We, we, yeah, yeah. He was, he was in Austria. Uh, um, so he, the pension that he owned had lots of English coach tours, and so they all knew him as Adi. They didn't uh, know his okay. name was Adolf, but uh, his dad, yeah. his dad came to live at the hotel, and he was unsurprisingly an asshole. Oh um, my god! But anyway, oh, sorry, so yeah. so I I had agreed to work for them in the summer at this hotel, and like looking back, I could have just fucked off. Like, but I I felt like you know honourable work ethic. I've said I'll stay for six months, I'll right. stay for six months, but it was absolutely miserable. Um, and the thing that I could control was I could go to the supermarket, I could buy food and I could eat food. And so I ended up putting on a whole lot of weight and it was like a comfort thing oh, of yeah. like the only thing I'm in control of in my life right now is food. And so I would kind of binge eat and I ended up putting on loads of weight. I'd always been really little and skinny with a high metabolism. And then that kind of fucked me up suddenly not being little and skinny and able to eat what I wanted because I had a very, very clear idea that I was, oh, I'm small and I'm dynamic and, uh, you know. Pocket rocket. Yeah, yeah, kind of thing. And then um, I feel like that was the thing that kind of fucked me up with regards to food. How old were you at the time? 21, like 21, 22. And I still feel now that I still sometimes food is a comfort Mm. and and that shouldn't be, you know, oh, I'm angry, I'm going to eat something or I'm upset, I'm going to eat something. That kind of like um, I feel like that is something – that I started thinking about actually because I knew I was going to come and do this podcast with you guys of going, I actually need to address that and not kind of medicate myself with food, yeah, really. Yeah, like yeah. it's yeah. – it's um Because I still feel like I still do that. Like, 100% you know. I still do that. And it's one of those things that I talked about in my show this year is that I need to be okay with it still being an issue rather than expecting yeah, right, it to right. get fixed overnight. Because if you've done something for 30, for so 30 years yeah. and you've told your brain this is how we cope when things are yeah. sad – don't get angry at it just because that's what it wants to do in yeah, those yeah. moments. Well, it's like the swimming thing with me. Like intellectually I knew that I now had the key to being comfortable in the water, but my lizard brain was still panicking because it right. was still like, oh, no, but it's uh, water is scary. It's like, no, yeah, no, because you not create scary. like yeah. in the early ages, you create these neural pathways in your hmm. brains when some, when new information is delivered. It said, okay, this is what we do when this happens. Yeah, we go down this to, easy path. Correct. Yeah. And, 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 and to try and undo that, it t- does take time. Yeah. And it's so – and it takes so much time. Like I had it for the first time ever, I can actually safely acknowledge that I went on holidays and I ate what I wanted to eat. 
right? So I just said, you know what? Um, I'm just going to eat. Yeah, if it comes up, I'm going to eat it. I'm not going to gorge, but I'm I'm not going to continually to check myself because I've done all the hard work leading up to it. And it was the first time ever that I had a holiday which it was guilt-free. Huh, so it was that thing where I was like, I could, uh, yeah, I am going to have a bit of ice cream tonight, or yeah. I am going to have uh, second pasta, or I am going to be a pirate and eat old gold. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it was behaving like me that I do once a week, yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, pretty much. But I, I, it wasn't until I was like, oh, this is really because I'm not worrying about it. Yeah. Like I'm getting bread, like I'm getting that delicious yeah. Irawara fruit bread from the Aries Inlet, yeah. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. We're not feeling guilty. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. We did intermittent fasting for a while and and found that it really. Worked mm. in terms of um, losing weight. You did five two, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, which I'm sort of thinking about getting back on now, because um, that's the other thing. As you get older, your metabolism changes oh. and slows down. And you're suddenly yeah. like, what? What's happening? How did you do that with Digby, the five two diet? Oh, he just ate what he was supposed to eat, and Chris and I did the five two. So yeah, so okay. he would. Have... He didn't notice there was a difference. Not really. Okay. Not really. Um, but I noticed how much because because I'm going okay. I've only got this limited amount of food I'm going to intake today, I would notice how much my impulse was to go to the pantry. Yeah. When I was was bored or when I was. That's the, especially when you're procrastinating, you're bored. Oh my God. That's the biggest one. Especially when you work from home. Like like I will will have to take myself off somewhere else, like to the library or something to work where I can't just, oh, hang on, suddenly I'm having a cup of tea. Like how did that happen? Yeah. And you can't go to a cafe. Because you're no. like, well, I'm here. Yeah. I might as well get that uh, white chocolate raspberry muffin. Do you have give yourself little uh, rules or restrictions or controls when you're on tour and stuff? Not really. I tend to go. I've started exercising again because, like, um, I, I'm on a medication which has made me gain weight, and so I'm really conscious that it's not very much, but I, I'm uncomfortable with it. And so I've started mm. to try and exercise again, and I hate exercise. What do you What do you do for I'm exercise? Running. So oh. so. Um, We've got a treadmill at home, and so I uh, yeah. I gaffer tape my iPad to the treadmill, and I watch movies while I run. Yeah, but so distract when, you from the yeah actual... yeah from the oh my god I can't believe I'm feeling these feelings. Um, but what I am enjoying is I'm going oh I've I've run for five k's like yeah. I haven't stopped. Us uh, yeah I've run for five k's. So it's about yeah, about twenty to thirty minutes or well, over twenty to forty minutes. You're yeah. getting some running done. It's yeah, not like yeah. a short movie of like oh that's no, a no. five minute movie that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've realised that movies are good because it's like if you watch a this is how much I hate doing exercise. Mm. If I watch something that's twenty three minutes long, I'm like oh oh no now I've got to pick another one. I'm still running. I can oh I feel uncomfortable. You know, right, like, <laughs> right, right. But a movie takes you the whole. Gotcha. Way. Gotcha. And, and, but what movies do you watch? Movies that you've seen before? No, or no, no. Read? Movies that I'm catching up on. Oh. So this is, my, this is my idea for a podcast. I'm gonna do, I want to do a podcast called Running Behind the Bandwagon. And it's where I watch all of the things that I've never watched that everyone has loved. So oh, yeah. like I just watched The American Office for the first time. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Five years after it finished yeah. its 13 Which year is run absolutely order. great. It's, it's really interesting. So funny. It is. Yeah. It's, 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 aged, it's aged interestingly, I think, because well, there's lots of sexual harassment stuff that you wouldn't do now. Totally. Yeah. Like, Totally. Yes. I was watching rewatching Scrubs at the moment, ah. and there's just a character uh, called Todd who's just a sex pest the whole time, and yeah. it's just about and him and the head of chief talk about how they are not allowed to smack uh, the nurses' bums anymore, and how that's like we have to move on. And it's just like, wow, the fact that it's even there, it's yeah. like like it was as if it's like normalized that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and know? like Michael Scott, who you know is one of the greatest characters of all time. Just constantly sexually harassing yeah. people and doing things like posting pictures of his girlfriend on the web without yeah. her permission and yeah, 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 stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And Jim is an asshole, like like bullying, yeah. white bully. Yeah. And Pam is so boring. Like she, <laughs> like Tim, Tim, and Tim and Dawn in the original. Like yeah, you the yeah. like you yeah. loved them both. And that, and that's a love. That's one of the best love stories so in a series. Beautiful. And that moment where she comes back and kisses him, like oh, oh my gosh. And where David Brent finally does something noble yeah. at the end. Yeah, fantastic. Fuck and like, off. Finch. Yeah, yeah, and like I still enjoyed the American Office and and loved the characters and still enjoyed Pam and Jim's performances, but was like he's an asshole. She's really dull. Why are they our heroes? Like what's, <laughs> what's going on? Like, yeah, yeah, totally. I, yeah, I, yeah and, and that's one of this. The but I look at those two series. Just I'm going off topic, but I do find them once you get past one and two series in the American Office, it be, does become it its own its show. Own thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and that's really interesting. And then you know, and it's it, it is as good, but it's like it's a separate series. It's a brilliant series yes. in itself. Yeah, and it's not there's not many series that have been able to do that to replicate what's happening in the UK to then do it and then in and some make case, it make it their own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. especially to that level of success. Hey, uh, we uh, we're coming close to wrapping up. Oh, uh, really? So we need. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Jesus, I've got two more hours, guys. You promised. <laughs> 
<laughs> so treadmill is a bit of exercise. Yeah. Uh, Food-wise, you have vices in terms of sweets more than mm-hmm. uh, anything yeah, else, yeah. really. Sweets is the All thing. crunchy things. Like oh, cheese and you've stuff. got teeth. That's yeah. not fair. What? Oh, yeah, because you've got you've you've had your yeah. Because I don't like yeah. yeah. We haven't really talked about. It. I've lost a lot of teeth. Like, <laughs> just, just we're gonna have to hour. leave that for a one on one. But, but it's the same thing. Was like, I'm envious of people who can crunch. Like, so no, I'm so serious about this. Like, so we were right. on holidays when when I see people eating like um like okay. So the one that gets to me is you can eat pork crackling. I love. It. I had pork crackling yeah. two days ago, and I that no. just looks like so you it, can't even do that. No, wow. See, yeah. I've been banned from chewing ice by my dentist. <laughs> As in like, the drug. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not allowed to the do it anymore, Matt. That's why she talks so fast, Barbie. Can't drink. I'm on the ice. Anyway, uh, funny that's thing happened to me. Uh, <laughs> that's on the 5-2, the two days. This 5-2 diet's working really well. Oh, man. All of my martinis are shaking. Yeah. So um, you tend to chew ice. The, I, used the to chew, I used to like chewing ice really? out wow. of a drink. And the dentist is like, no, you're cracking your enamel. And I was like, no, mm. oh, but that's just so pleasurable. I like crunchy things. That is amazing. So, so. Even that amount of like pork crackling is still. Um, so uh, the problem is, I need a plate. So yeah, I right. need to. So I I have pretty much one molar left on my bottom. Oh wow! So I had a lot of. I just didn't look after my teeth, yeah, and yeah. then I had bad teeth, and then I thought I could save them, then I couldn't save them. So it's that thing where I was like, I need a plate if I want to crunch. But then what I have noticed is I do eat less. With like, so I can still eat, and I can still all all the things I do, but it's just like the really crunchy stuff. So like, for instance, like a violet crumble or uh, really hard corn chips, because all it did it takes is just to go straight into the gum, and it's excruciating. But it's that same thing. I was like, oh, when I hear someone crunch, like we were at a restaurant and I saw someone just crunching, I know what it was. And then my partner goes. You're staring at the crunchy person, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am. I'm just eyeballing. Just going, hopefully it's not an attractive that woman oh, well. that you're yeah. just staring at. Do you do that as a bit? Uh, no. You should do it as a bit. And we're writing thing. it down. Um, <laughs> so you were saying because now you, start, you go on tour and you started exercising. Yeah, yeah. So I started like, – oh, you're good at coming back to where we were supposed to be. Um, yeah, so I've started running and actually for the first time I'm going, oh, it's, uh, it's nice to run beside a lake or yeah. like that kind of thing. But like my, one of my neighbours uh, – because you can't take the movies. Yeah, it's no, getting no, taped to your hand. <laughs> I fall over a lot, just so much. <laughs> what a been great. Through, Is that Cat so Wilson from Delhi? <laughs> Running into Asian men a yeah. lot. <laughs> um, I listen to podcasts because I find oh. if I listen to music, I'm like, I'm bored. I know how this goes. Oh, I'm exactly the same. Yeah, but po- a good podcast is yep. brilliant. Um, I totally agree. Yeah, so and because that's one of the things that I was found surprising for me as well, realizing oh, I'm actually enjoying the views and yeah, things like yeah. that. So, so you think running's now going to be something that you I might th- be able to I keep on going? So. I think so because I also feel like you know when I'm at home because we had that weird lifestyle where you work for an hour at night and then you have a day where you can muck yep. around too much. Like if I'm exercising, at least I'm achieving something while I'm watching a movie. Right, like, right, <laughs> like, right. So you don't feel bad. And you do yeah. it in the morning. In the morning, yeah. I, I've. I've realised if I do it and it's out of the way, then I feel good that I've done it. Yep. Yeah. Um, than... We're recording a whole bunch of apps before I go away to Edinburgh and stuff like that. So this to is Edinburgh a bit... and Montreal. Uh, yes, which is now officially I can say <laughs> I have a sensitivity yeah, yeah. around it for the last so many weeks. Uh, but um, so this is going to be out of sync. But I've we stumbled on a question that I wouldn't mind asking you as well. Uh, a couple of apps ago, which we did. If you had to choose a last meal, like say you're in a death uh, death row or whatever. Do you have any what, idea what, what your done? last what meal would have, what go would for? Done? Yeah, like what was my crime? What was your crime? Yeah. Uh, let's just say t- too many dead Asian men <laughs> that you just skipped slamming <laughs> oh, into a racist, a racist, okay. uh, ageist kind of kill. Uh, <laughs> um, I, it would probably be um, ice. Pana- yeah, ice. Just Penang? Big Penang curry. Penang curry. Really? Yeah, Penang curry. I fucking love a Penang curry. I have chicken Penang curry. Uh, a tom yum soup. Mm-mm-mm. Really? Yeah. So, it's two, two, so so far two Thai ones. Yeah, so it's just Thai. Like yeah, just wow. to add, like some nice roti. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So mine's mom's paradas, which is a type of roti. It's like a thicker roti thing. Yeah. Maybe you know what the drink might be. Oh, our favorite. It would you... be ice milk tea. So Cal and I, we were touring oh. Hong Kong and Singapore together, and we stumbled upon ice milk tea. So it's basically a tea. It's tea. It's like normal tea, but really strong, made with condensed milk with oh. lots of ice in it. Oh, oh yeah. so good. Oh. So surprisingly hard to find in Australia. I found 
found it at the food court at High Point. Yeah, right. Yeah, where it tastes all right. So Cal and I now <laughs> text each other point. whenever we find yeah. a place. We'll send a photo of the yeah. ice milk to go and find another place. Yeah, it's in Auckland. It's in Sydney. Um, you have to go down this little alleyway. You have to go to Knife Point. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, uh, and, and then for you now, in terms of, like, overall, are you feeling good about where, like, you know, the 5-2 and things like that you're trying to bring in. Yeah, I think I'll get, I'm starting to get back into that. Uh, I'm doing the exercise and I'm realised I'm enjoying discovering that my body can do stuff. Right. Like it can run for Especially five days. Especially post-kids as well. There's that as well. Yeah, I mean, it's been 10 years. I really should have yeah, I- <laughs> snapped back For me too, is that my my husband is six foot four and he's a big guy and yep. he can eat a lot and it's very tempting just to keep eating at the same rate as a larger uh, he'd, person. He'd put a lot away. Sure. Oh, he can, he can. <sighs> like, but but like, I have to be aware of like, no, no, I'm I'm like two thirds of his size yeah. or three quarter. You know, like the size of his leg. Yeah. Well, he, yeah, he, <laughs> yeah. he, he got to witness me in Singapore when I because I order. Because it's a bit cheaper there as well, some of the yeah. places you. So rather than if I want three items, I just get all three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we queued up. Remember for like forty minutes for yes, some chicken for the, that was very disappointing. Yeah, in it, was the so, it was a Michelin starred uh, food court. The first ever hawker uh, uh, store to get a Michelin, to get a Michelin star. star. And yeah. no good. And, uh, forty hey, minutes. Uh, yeah. Hawker Chan is what yeah. it's called. And we were there in line chatting, and it was quite impressive that I think Digby was with us as well. Yeah, we had to feed him from another stall because he couldn't last. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and it's so funny. 40 minutes yeah. with no food. So the Just only person who broke away from the was Digby and my dad. <laughs> <laughs> the two kids. So I had to go babysit my dad while he yep. had his spaghetti bolognese. That's right, spaghetti bolognese. Jesus. Amazing. What I what I loved when we were in Singapore, we were in the little India bit, and there was a, a an Indian store, and every time a white person walked past, the guy would yell out, butter chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and he got us on that. Like yeah. That's, yeah. that's Digby's favourite curry. So. Um, yeah, we, we, we had so many things we could have more tattered to. Oh, I know. That flew past. That was, yeah, that was really um, great, oh, Cal. Hey, have, have me back. Yes, We'd please. We'd love to have you back. Please. please. Sorry, uh, we we really haven't even would. plugged my two children's books, which are out right now. I know. You can do it now. And, uh, but, no, let's do it now. What, what are they? Uh, they're called George and the Great Bum Stampede and George and the Great Brain Swappery. Brain oh, wow. Swappery. Yeah. For how old? What ages? Uh, seven plus. Seven so they're, plus. They're okay, first chapter kids. books. So the illustrator, uh, brilliant illustrations, my friend Sarah Davis, we went to high school together, and she told me the other day that she remembers that swimming carnival, and she remembers <gasps> laughing at me as I ran across <laughs> the pool. <laughs> That's what friends are for. <laughs> oh, I don't Thank think I know so what the third book's going to be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this might probably come out in like, say, mid-August. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything that you want to plug other than the books? Uh, just the books. Uh, they're, Online, yeah. social medias, Twitters? Oh, yeah. So on uh, Twitter, I'm Calbo, C-A-L-B-O, which oh, has yeah. nothing to do with body odour, but sounds bad when you spell it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, on Instagram, I'm Calbo Wilson. Oh, nice one. Uh, Lots of cat pictures. I'm Delrook J, and my uh, Edinburgh show is happening probably at this point. Uh, yes. The Gilded Balloon. Uh, it's called Cheat Days. Come and check us out. Uh, ben Lomas. Uh, I'm at Ben Lomas Comic. And as always, uh, look, thank you for listening. Uh, make sure you leave a review on iTunes and share your favourite pod. If, th- if this is one of your favourite episodes, send it through to a friend because uh, we love having new listeners and people getting on board. And, uh, yeah, if you've got teeth, well done. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Cal Wilson. Thanks, Cal. Thank we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. 